Welcome to the Unlock Philippines podcast, your once or twice weekly informational podcast on all things lockdown management related. We hope to help you get through what you need to get through so we can keep it together while we social distance apart. I'm Jet Akuzar. I'm based in the Philippines. And I'm Jantina Fong Nigaman. That's N-I-G-G-E-M-A-N-N, a Filipina based in Hong Kong, and we are your hosts. In this episode of Unlocked, Justan Gan speaks to Jantina about a less conventional style of parenting young children, the genesis of the egg fairy business, and our zero waste and eco-conscious lifestyle have been vital to getting her family through the pandemic. She demonstrates how having a deep understanding of who you are and what you stand for stands the test of even the strangest times. We are grateful for all her practical tips and tricks so we can all live a little bit better throughout the lockdown and beyond. Welcome to the Unlocked podcast, Jess Tangan. For those who may not have had the wonderful pleasure of knowing her, Jess has a background in real estate brokerage, financial planning, and of course, retail under the fashion brand Tangan. She's also widely known within her sphere of influence as being a staunch advocate for a more eco-conscious life. More recently, the mom of two young children has taken on a new role in the midst of the pandemic, and she is now known to many happy clients as the Egg Fairy. So Jess, thank you again for coming on. And as we all seem to be asking each other in this crazy time, how are you? <laughs> I'm actually doing really well. Um, with my toddler, it's a little bit different because his energy level is through the roof. So we do a lot of just activities around the house. But I know it, a few years down the road, we're going to see this year as a very memorable one for many reasons. Some have had tragedies. Some have had really great um maybe memory um, I'm not I'm into educating while caring or living just I wouldn't call it educating but it's really life school you know when else can we have this time where our kids have 100% time with their moms their dads it's only now mm-hmm. you know when the world turns on again we're our you know, our schedules are going to be filled up. Um, and this is really the only time that we have to really be 100% and present with our kids. If we all take this time to accept the situation and make the most out of it, I think we will all come out as better people and just a better community. We had a chat before this, and you mentioned a little bit about RIE parenting and Magda Gerber, and I thought maybe that yeah. could be something we could revisit for people who are okay. un- unaware of this um, of this topic, like method of parenting. Yeah. Yes. So I took uh, I took a workshop, like a two day workshop, at the Philippine Montessori when Benjamin was three months old, and it was. Um, taught by Deborah Carlisle Solomon. So she is, or she was the former director of um, resources for infant educators, which is based in Los Angeles. So RIE, or RIE, um, is a method 
that was developed by Magda Gerber. If we come into um, like parenting with a mindset that at two, your children are going to um, reach these development milestones, they're going to be a little bit more stubborn. They're going to say no a lot. And that's just the normal part of growth. Then we're going to come into it more prepared instead of struggle, right? So the, this type of parenting isn't about putting force into the child, but teaching boundaries in a respectful way um, and just showing kindness and teaching by example. I like that. Benjamin sounds like a really lucky kid. <laughs> Well, I mean, Jan, it, to me, it's like, treat them how you would want to be treated. And it makes things so simple. Like, for example, they don't believe in forcing them to say thank you or say please. And that's so hard, especially here in the Philippines, right? Because everyone is taught to be so polite. Um, yeah. And you kind of get judged for that, right? But Rai believes that children are inherently good. And um, they will learn these things in their own time. So with Benjamin, I never was like, you know, when he was one, never say, please, or what's the magic word, right? I would just say, Benjamin, can you please get that? Or um, when he gives me something, I'll just say, thank you. And then one day I gave him his diaper or his <laughs> something and he goes, thank you. Oh, so they're really learning by It example. just came out. Because of yeah, you. Yeah, it's just learning by example. And I didn't have to force him. I didn't have to coerce him. I didn't have to trick him, you know. I didn't have to play <laughs> mind games with him. We just, you know, did our thing. I was just polite to him. And he just hopefully will turn out into a polite kid. I'm sure he will. I am so sure he will. <laughs> um, and so, so with everything that's going on, with the pandemic raging outside, how is that affecting mm -hmm. the way that you're conducting hygiene and sanitation, especially with small children, the sticky finger, touch everything? Okay. With my infant, it's a lot easier because she's inside um, most of the time. But with Benjamin, um, we make sure we wash our hands before mealtime. So we make it part of their routine. Um, before the, when the meals are served, we'll say, okay, it's time for dinner. And then I tell him, can you get your stool, please? Um, and he knows. I said, let's wash your hands. And he knows to get his stool, bring it to the counter. And then we wash our hands together. And we sing um, happy birthday two times to make sure it's the, the 22nd rule is covered. That's a good tip. Every Everyone can do that. <laughs> so you have to make it fun. Instead of just be like, wash your hands, go do it. You know, give them time, make it fun and engage with them. I mean, I need to wash my hands too. So I, we wash our hands together. And then the same goes for after eating. We wash. Um, and then... Where we live, it's a, in a little village, so we still get to go out outside, go around outside. He gets to um, ride his scooter, but he has to wear a mask. So everyone that goes out, we all have to wear masks. So he, now when he goes on his scooter, he has to wear his helmet. He has to wear a mask. <laughs> and when he's tired of wearing the mask and he doesn't want to wear it anymore, I just say, okay, then we just have to go home. So the, that's creating healthy boundaries instead of doing a power play 
Um, and he just knows, like, there's a time for everything. There's a wants not, uh, want something time, and uh, we just need to get up and go time. So if you're not going to wear a mask, then I'm sorry, we have to go home. So, and he's learned that it, it hasn't really been a problem. But I guess I'm also lucky because we started it when he was quite young. So it seems like it takes a lot of, of patience to, to do this kind of parenting. And it seems kind of also inherent in what I think is, or what I've perceived to be your, I don't know, personal ethos, shall we say. You know, you're really big on, on, on mindfulness. And is that something that you can share with us and how that, so we've talked about your kids, but what about you, you as, as Jess and how that, that affects <laughs> everything in your life from your family, it's your business? I think so. I think um, mindfulness has been a part of me for the longest time. I mean, even when I was cleaning out the, the, my bookshelves from my parents' house when I moved into the house that I live in now, it was all about like smoothies, um, all self-help books. Um, this, this was my reading from like high school so it's it's really interesting to see that we are already who we are at a very young age and it's up to our parents to to encourage who we really are instead of force us into paths that they want us to follow right because in the end we're gonna do what we want to do I am, I'm not going to say resigned, but I respect that my children are going to be who they want to be. And I'm here to support them because no matter what they want to be, um, I know they will thrive. And I think that's what gives me a lot of peace. That I'm not always so worried that they're not going to be smart enough. They're not going to be this. They're not going to be that. I believe in them. <laughs> they're under two. I think maybe I hopefully most parents could take that pressure off themselves. But I'm also not saying I'm I'm just like sitting back and watching TV, <laughs> right? <laughs> I know I'm doing the work. I'm just not um overstressing. I'm teaching through life and living with them, giving my time to them. Um, instead of the conventional way of, you know, teaching by, like, book smart. I'm doing book smart and street smart. I'm doing life smart, I think, at home. I, I grew up Montessori, and I think that's why it, it comes very natural to me to, to be a teacher, I guess. So you spoke a bit about mindfulness before, and I just wanted to know what that means to you. I think it can be quite a meaty word, and, and some people may not be fully um, aware of the concept or you know, might want to learn more. How, how does this pertain to you in, in your life? Actually, now with this whole quarantine thing, I'm finding that I'm even more mindful than ever because um, I guess I have the time to stop and smell the roses or look at things that I didn't have time to look at before, right? Um, yes, we are quite busy at home, but um, like 
to me, mindfulness is really just living in the, I won't say moment. It sounds so, it sounds so like YOLO. <laughs> but really living in the moment, meaning accepting things for what they are. And I think that's that's why I can cope with the whole idea of quarantine and it being extended over and over again. Because I'm not even thinking, well, I don't believe a lot of the news. So even this, this extension, I, I kind of don't even believe that it's the end. So I'm just going to do my thing until they say it's, it's over, right? Um, mindfulness, I've started, I've started getting into yoga and I guess working on my spirituality and health and fitness since starting high school and um i had a health scare a few years back with my myoma it's quite big it was like nine to nine cm at that time or 10 cm at that time so that even you know drove me into health overdrive where i really changed my whole lifestyle um and it just really opened up the world to me and really it's kind of like now it it brought me down to the basics and i it made me learn and understand the what do you call it it made me realize the things that really really mattered to me which is kind of like now it's really family your health is the most precious thing and your family is the most precious thing so I was really thankful for that health scare because it really changed my mind. Um, and also around that time was the whole concept of what was Marie, um, Marie Kondo's whole um, app. And she just believes that keep only keep the things that spark joy. So I took that concept and applied it to everything and everyone in my life. I basically did a life overhaul maybe three or four years ago. So events. You know how it is in the fashion world, right? We're just filled with events. Um, and sometimes I would find myself going to events that I wasn't really interested to go to. But, you know, I felt obligated to. But then that took away from my health. So I had to really take a step back and say, I'm only going to invest my energy into the things that I believe in that I would want to support. And same with the people. We all have a few friends that we might just not connect with anymore or they don't really serve us in a positive way. So I wasn't hesitant to kind of do a clean out of friends as well. Um, the news... I would watch it and just feel so drained. Does it benefit me from watching the news or does it hurt me more? You know, there's, we all have our different thresholds. So that really, that time in my life, I was really able to do a clean out of my mind, body and soul. And it was just the most amazing time. And I'm so thankful for that time in my life. So I think this this quarantine is kind of like a second opportunity for me to really, again, um, evaluate the things that's important to my life. And really, it's just family. <laughs> I miss my parents. 
um, it 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 gave me a clear understanding of really what it's like to lose my my parents, not being able to see them, and the fear of them being the most vulnerable out of our population. So, yes, it's a stressful time, but I think it's also a time of unity. Um, and it's a time of, I would say, we can be human again because we were kind of all these, it was like a, ro- like the world was going so fast. I felt robotic almost that, and we or all had to like keep running with the pace of, I guess, China, if that makes sense. So this is the time that I'm taking to slow down because I know things are going to speed up so quickly again. Yeah, I really love that you're so aware of everything that's going around, going on around you and you're able to always turn it into something positive, which is such a gift and is something that is maybe an innate talent for you, but other people can also learn. I think also one thing that saves me is I'm a very logical person. So to me, mindfulness doesn't have to be like I went to Tibet and spent like two years with the monks in a monastery. Like we can all be mindful and still be here in Manila, you know, um, and still enjoy the things that we want to. We don't have to be like yogis or um, vegans to to reach mind to be mindful we can all do it and an analogy that I like to use is um our emotions they all don't have to be positive um we can feel sad we can feel angry we can feel mad at the same time but sometimes we can get addicted to stress we can get addicted to um just feeling down all the time um or like what were we talking about, Jan? Um, addicted to mm. bad news. The news. The, the just the constant, the news. The, the news. Right. Cycle. It's the same as cycling through yeah. your Instagram stories or your your feed or your chats, and it's yeah. it, it, it's it produces dopamine, so, right, in your brain, and it's like a it's like a yeah. hit, like of drugs. Yeah. So, like, think of everything. Think of your emotions as currency. Am I going to spend my money or my time or my my energy on um, positive things that can move me towards, uh, towards growth? Or am I going to spend my money on stressing out, over-stressing? There, there is a good good can come out of stress. I mean, we need our stress mm-hmm. hormones, right? But there's also overstressing and not being able to sleep and not, you know, and just going over on overdrive. So just every time you're overstressing, you always just have to think, why am I spending my energy on this, right? It's a waste. It doesn't bring me any good. Or um, I always just think, how oh, um yeah it's it's just it's just a waste of fuel so when i find myself on that path i'm able to stop myself but it seems you haven't completely stopped yourself or completely slowed down because you might be maybe the only person that i know 
that began a business in the middle of the pandemic. So I think we have to come to um, okay. why you've been come to be called the, the egg fairy. The egg fairy. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. It's just it's an accidental thing. I always find myself onto accidental businesses or roles. Like even real estate was an accident, or life insurance was an accident, and now the egg fairy was an. It's not an accident. Maybe it's just meant to be, right? Let's just believe in that. Um, but I started selling eggs. I mean, think around August or July last year, simply because I found eggs that were really tasty, and I had to buy them in bulk. So what was I going to do with 15 trays of eggs? So I started, I thought, well, I could just, you know, offer them to my neighbors. Um, and then that way, I would get my healthy eggs from Laguna every week. So these are, the egg fairy eggs are native eggs. They're not your usual commercial eggs. So they're from native hens, and they're also organic and um chemical free and free range because that also I need to know that these hens are treated well <laughs> I'm not going to sell anything that I don't believe is ethically correct right not, not it's not worth the profit so um so yeah so I just started with that um selling to my neighbors and then it kind of just grew from there and then now with um I didn't have the name The Egg Fairy yet. The Egg Fairy came about during quarantine thanks to our friend Trisha Centinera. Um, so she bought my eggs and she one day she was just like, thank you for being our Egg Fairy. So when quarantine happened, I think there was a sh- not a shortage of food, but um, sometimes people go to the supermarket and it just so happened that the eggs would run out by the time they got there. So it was just a matter of luck. Um, so when they found me, it was like, I'd have a constant supply of fresh eggs. Because it's been such a, an interesting time. I'm sure there have been some unique challenges that Mm -hmm. have cropped up along the way. Is there anything that comes to mind in particular? Um, I, well, in the beginning of quarantine, we had a problem with um, getting the eggs in from Laguna because that LG, the LGU over there didn't want to release the eggs, even though it, they had the passes and everything. They wanted to keep things local. So I had to source from another farm in another location that was supposed to be um, a good farm. But what turned out was they didn't have enough supply, so they did their own sourcing. So that batch was not (laughs) egg fairy approved. Um, And I only found out about the the eggs not being excellent eggs when I had already given all the eggs out because I can't, you know, test all the eggs. So, yeah, I think to me it's just, was so mortifying when people would ask it the eggs weren't rotten or anything the egg structure the yolks just weren't really nice um so to me that was the most challenging as well as um keeping up with the orders in terms of getting messages from friends so like hey like pretend jan you'd be like hey can i get one tray of eggs and then we start talking And then I'd forget to, you know, to note it down. So there's 
basically collating all the orders from all the different social media platforms. So now I use Google Forms to collect my orders and then hopefully I can do like an online website so it makes it easier for everyone to um, to pay. And now I think with quarantine, it might be a little challenging for me um, because intercity is becoming a little bit more difficult. I'm not sure. But hopefully it doesn't affect us too much. And what has been the most interesting or unexpected scenario you've encountered? That people really appreciate the eggs and they're so happy um, because eggs can just be eggs for certain people. But then there are really egg fanatics out there who really taste the difference. So I have one egg fanatic in Alabang. I don't know. I'm like, why would she spend so much on egg on like the transportation because she orders a grab and lala move. So that bumps up the price of the eggs, right? Compared to what you'd buy in the grocery. But she's like, I bought I bought your eggs, enjoyed them, but then I went to the grocery, so I bought normal eggs. And she said, I just can't eat them anymore. <laughs> And then another one was, um, I have two actually. Um, they One couldn't eat eggs for years because she would always break out. But with these eggs, she doesn't break out anymore. Um, so I have another um, client also that her, she's on IVF. So her doctor told her also only organic eggs because the, chem- the chemicals and the hormones yeah. in commercial eggs could actually affect your fertility or your IVF, um, what do you call it? Correct, yeah. Procedure. So um, those are the things that make me happy. And then I have sweet clients that, um, one, used her artistic skills to surprise me. So what she does is she batch buys for her um, neighbors. So she pretend buys like 10 10 trays at a time. And what she does was when she sent it over to her friends, um, she puts like hand, um, hand stamped um, egg cards, like name cards. And she gave me one. It's That's, so sweet. I, I love that idea of that it started with you, your, you sharing your eggs with your neighbors. And that grew into a business. And now people who are yeah. buying from you are also sharing with their neighbors. And it, kind of links into this whole spirit of everybody getting together and it is kind of a Bayanihan effort as well yeah what did you say yeah unity and community that's what I call it I'm sure other people have coined that but that's what I'm calling it (laughs) um yeah and it's just like even now my neighbors I've never been a neighbor person not because I don't like my neighbors. It's just because I've never had the opportunity to really get to know my neighbors. But now um, we group by as a as a village. Not the entire village, right? That's a little bit difficult. But I have certain um, neighbors that we kind of pool our orders together. So we save on shipping costs and also just exposure in general. So instead of going out to the supermarket one by one, Sometimes we'd be like, oh, we're going to the supermarket. Does anyone need anything? Um, And I think it's really a great time for humanity to come together. This is how I think things used to be until we all got 
you know, too stuck up to I say think, hi to I our neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like this this if anything, this virus really makes us realize we are all equal. <laughs> like you know, for years, everyone has always been, you know, we're fighting for equality. This virus just showed showed us all the truth. We are all equal. Race, age, yeah, we're, the, the gender. Fact is we, are, right? we are really interdependent. We are so, um, so much mm-hmm. more connected than we actually thought we were. And I guess that because we're all mm-hmm. holed up in our homes, our offices, or our friends, or our minds, and everybody is living in their singular little cube but suddenly now we have to care about what's outside mm-hmm. for our own survival and that's maybe mm-hmm. something we haven't thought about for yeah. a long time maybe for decades one of the things that i admire so much about you is your commitment to sustainability has that suffered for you during the lockdown have you had to compromise a little or a lot or or maybe not even at all actually for me it's the opposite i'm like super happy it's it's like i'm it's all not i wouldn't say zero actually wow. it's almost zero waste for me um f- like for example when everyone was freaking out about tissue paper um i wasn't afraid because we all have bidets <laughs> And then um, for my kids, at least, we cloth diaper. Um, and for soap, I know how to make my own soap. So I have a ton of soap. Um, also, my probiotics. So I don't buy store. I haven't bought store-bought probiotics in forever. So I make my, I've been making my own for almost 10 years or probably 10 years. I've been bulk buying. Um, so my pantry was kind of filled um and healthy eating i i know how to cook from scratch so right now i have i just actually got an order of a ton of veggies and i'm just gonna batch cook all of those and i think i've only ordered out once (laughs) yeah plus i have a compost so all of my fruits and veggies are gonna go into the compost and it's gonna make more soil so that i can plant more seeds um and hopefully they'll grow because quite honestly i do not have a green thumb so a lot of people might be having trouble sourcing fresh veggies in this time is there anything that you can recommend yeah actually i haven't had a problem sourcing vegetables it's just a matter of knowing when they're gonna arrive so sometimes what i do is i order from two or three different sources and then hope they all come at different times but I've had the luck of them all coming <laughs> all at the same time for two weeks, <laughs> two times. So what ends up happening is I'm going to have a ton of veggies. And that kind of forces me to batch cook, which in a way is a good thing. So it's, you know, it uses less of my time and less electricity. Um, but um, a sh- recently, like today, I ordered from seven days of greens. Um it took them a few days. Uh, the last time I got from Terra Oka Farms, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. 
um, Maros Organics. I always I used to buy from them in the Sunday market in Legaspi. So they also um, they're still up and running. Um, homegrown Organics and also Ritual. And then for my salad greens, I order from Abba Pardes Hydroponics. So they're actually a hydroponics farm that caters to bigger businesses like hotels and restaurants. But since everyone is closed, they're selling to um, consumers or direct to consumers now. So I'll I'll send you all of that. So thank you. We'll also we can put share those, it with um, everyone. In the notes so that if any anyone wants to follow up. Actually, I forgot to ask you earlier. How do how do we get your eggs? <laughs> um, <laughs> it sounds like I I birthed the eggs, right? No, I did not birth these eggs. These are from native hens. But um, you can order from. You can get the link on my bio on Instagram at my personal one, just Tangan, or at the Egg Fairy. And I have a Google Forms on the bio so people can order. So since Unlock PH is um, in large part uh, a tip sharing app, can you give any tips for people mm-hmm. who want to consume more consciously and live greener in these times when we're often short of our usual supplies or have had to vastly change our our usual routines mm-hmm. okay i think i'll start with food because it's um i think it's the most important thing that we can do for now um is to invest in our health so instead of getting takeout sorry jan but um try to cook more home cooked meals um to me home cook is healthy period right so start out by i don't know an easy recipe and don't get don't go crazy and do like a like a crazy recipe like with 8 million ingredients google three recipe meals right um it can be an omelet start from there like if you're like my mom that does not cook at all start from there um and then if you think of something you're craving from a restaurant, like pretend Gosh. you're craving for a burger right now. But you're like, oh, I wish I could get this burger from so-and-so. Google. Maybe the recipe was shared by someone. And if not, just Google best burger recipe. And then if you don't have an ingredient in that recipe, then do it without the ingredients. Unless it's beef, then you can't make the burger. <laughs> But maybe if you don't have beef, make it with chicken, make it with pork, make it with whatever is available right now. So don't try to be perfect. Just try, just do it like Nike. Just do it. Just start today. Start small. And it doesn't have to be perfect. As long as it's edible, then we start again tomorrow. Right? So for for food, just do it and then try to get in something alive meaning a fruit or a veggie in every meal it can you can start with one leaf or one one um one slice of tomato or a piece of broccoli but just make it a habit and it's really important for kids to to start um seeing veggies and fruits on the table 
Because that is that's their ticket to health. And then in terms of consumables, um, whenever you think of something like pretend foil, um, think, do I really need to buy the foil? Can I cook the roasted potatoes in a in like a ceramic um, dish or a glass dish instead? Do I really need the foil? Can I just put butter and line my pan with butter and cook the you know the cookies on the pan? Um, so just like that, just think logically. Um, or I don't know, like what are your struggles, Jan? And maybe I can help you because this has kind of been my lifestyle, so I. It comes well, natural um, to me already. For myself, I actually do cook a lot at home just because I do I do enjoy mm-hmm. cooking. Before mm-hmm. this okay. pandemic, I was yeah. already stocking up on those um, mm-hmm. those little stasher bags so that I cut down on the Ziplocs that okay. I would have used to marinate fish or, or beef or, or to marinate mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Right? Or like freezer bags. Um, uh-huh. those are all the ones that I use are, are stasher bags yes. now, but I, I realized that's kind of like, mm-hmm. I mean, they're not cheap. They're, they, you, you have, you get these on, I think they must no, be like yeah. $30 a set from Amazon, something like that. So I understand I'm in like a, yeah. a position of privilege mm-hmm. to say, okay, I want to go green, but I'm going to pay $30 mm-hmm. to do it just for my, yeah. my freezer bags. So yeah, maybe it it could be the case that that some people feel that going green is is a luxury rather than something that is a necessity yeah. in this time yeah okay okay i see where you're going so um i again it's a mindset that you have to practice like everything um everything that's convenient what was born out of um, something mm-hmm. that was inconvenient. <laughs> Get what I mean? Like, um, for example, always see it on YouTube where people are like wiping their makeup off with wipes. But, you know, there's cotton or there's a towel. You can use a towel. You can use what you have at home. So it's just kind of changing your mindset. Like, um before the wipe what did what did my grandma use i think that's what we can all do as a practice before this invention what yeah, was I think it my grandma born of this consumerist um push where we're all just thinking that we have to buy mm-hmm. a certain thing to to do a certain function but actually we already yeah. may have those things mm-hmm. in 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 our in our bathrooms and our cupboards like even something as easy as reusing yeah um mm-hmm. pasta jars in order to keep leftovers in your fridge instead of um instead of buying these stashers right so then here i am thinking i want to be green and i've bought something yeah. that required you know oil and yeah rubber or whatever it is a silicone to to make but yeah. I, but i've just mm-hmm. just carbon emissions when Mm -hmm. really I could have just used like a a pasta (laughs) jar um, thing or something called a jar of olives. Exactly. 
something yeah, so existing in your house. Yeah. Um, well intended for those of us who are who are trying, and it's so mm-hmm. um, it's really good to get advice from people who this for longer, so that it, it could help us from our floundering and and yeah. and. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know how fun it can be, but um, even like the the metal straw, I'm like I never even used to use a straw. Like I survived without a straw, but I do know there are some people with disabilities that need straws. But I'm just saying, um, let's rethink about the green green yeah. products do as we well. Need the right? straw do we need and the metal straw and a yeah. thick straw. But I do love my insulated. I do love my insulated oh, yeah. flasks and tumblers. Yeah, because it's so hot, and ah. that's how I keep my smoothies cold. So, <laughs> but I'm not going to give that one up <laughs> again. Since, since Unlock PH is um, uh, a, t- a primarily a tip sharing website, uh, or rather Instagram account, mm-hmm. can you share? A quick smoothie recipe that could be easy for people to follow, seeing as sometimes, you know, people, let's say, are taking care of their families, have a lot to do, don't have time to cook, chop, prep, all of those things. Mm -hmm. You might have a blender at home and just be able to throw things in and that could be fast, easy and nutritious. Yeah, I mean, my first tip would just be open your fridge and see, look for something sweet <laughs> and put it in a blender. But um, what I always have now are um, frozen bananas because it's summer. So the bananas are ripening too fast for me. Sometimes I get them and they're already all um, banana bread worthy. So what I do is instead of making banana bread all the time, I freeze them. And um, you can still make banana bread with frozen bananas, by the way. But I freeze them and then I make them into smoothies so I can keep cool during the day. So I guess a recipe I'd like to share is just uh, a banana and a half, a frozen banana and a half, maybe a cup of water um, and another fruit. So it can be a mango or it can be strawberries, um, anything in season. And then... Blitz that, turn on your blender, and if you got a banana mango shake. Um, and if you want to add greens into it, like I'm really big on green smoothies because I'm just not into salads at the moment. So I put, I like lettuce in there and kale in there, and I can, I don't even taste it. So I'm getting my greens in, in the easy way. So I guess that would be my tip for the day. Um, for parents, um, my tip for getting your kids into getting their greens in is to make that green smoothie with them. So Benjamin loves playing with the blender. So I make my smoothies with him. So it's kind of, that's the whole rye, rye educating um, concept is I am teaching him. I'm, you know, it's like a lesson. We're we're building his vocabulary. We're building his motor skills by just living. So he blends with me and he drinks my green smoothies, which makes me so happy that he gets kale in his diet, right? Because a two-year-old is not going to like kale unless he's a unicorn. I know you've been avoiding the news a little bit, or at least um, 
policing how much <laughs> how much you can take I in check in, in. Day. <laughs> and I think that's really great for your mental health mm-hmm. and well-being but what is maybe the best piece of news or information yeah. that you've received so far during this entire lockdown Honestly, I'm, I've been an environmentalist since I was a kid. So just seeing all the animals regain their natural habitat and enjoy um, life a little more without our noise, that really brightens up my I actually thought day. you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really? Like, I'm like, yes, Perfect. guys, well, go enjoy Thank it. you so much for coming on and being our little Buddha for today. What I have, <laughs> what I have found most You're interesting welcome. is how solid the thread is that goes right from your core values to your everyday life, even the most mundane things, like living a mindful and eco-conscious life, or shall I just say, a conscious life is not proving to be a luxury, as you said, but a necessity for the mental and physical well-being of not only ourselves, but our family as well, especially in this time. So Jess, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. We're super grateful that you came on to share your wisdom with us today. Uh, Stay safe, stay healthy, stay in touch. (laughs) Thank you. um, We hope to talk to you another time. Thanks for tuning into our second episode ever. We are definitely learning as we go along, as this is a homegrown and homespun effort using whatever tools are available to us at the moment, audio overlap issues and all. We hope that you have found this uplifting and useful, and if you'd like to reach out to us, we are at unlockph.podcast at gmail.com. See you next week.